0: Welcome back to Wellness and Wonder for another episode number eighteen. Today I'm with Jono. Ciao, Jono. Ciao. <laughs>
1: He's
0: an amazing movie director, and today we're going to talk about his uh, experience of life, its philosophy behind his movies, and so much more. Jono, welcome so to Wellness and Wonder.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a very flattering. Intro <laughs> you just gave me.
0: Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. So, uh, of course, I prepare a few questions for you because I'm so curious about your work and uh, I can't wait uh, to interview. So, um, first of all, of course, you know, as a movie director, I know that you must be very empathetic, Jono, in life and uh, uh, while you work. And you must also have a big sense of the wellness because of the message you're gonna spread to the world. But at the same time, you have to think of your own needs also. So how do you manage all these uh, um, big emotional, um face during the movies
1: i don't manage no no joking i do i mean look it's it's like spinning plates actually um you know it's you know it's like work and life they are for me at least intertwined very much i can't have one without the other yeah so it's about maintaining the balance as i said keeping the keeping the plate spinning yeah um and and again I, i you know it's just you know, the idea of like being a director, you know, and working TV and film, people can think that's a very glamorous lifestyle, you know, with the director's chair and the cigar, yes. but actually it's a lot of boring work that has to also go into it, and you have to sort of get through the day until you get to the good stuff as well, you know, I think it's really important.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, how did you start this adventure? Why are you a movie director?
1: Uh, well, I, well, I mean, a couple of things as well. I don't like to, you know, as Oscar Wilde once said, "to define is to limit." Yeah. So, um, it, you know, it just sort of found me in a way. I think, uh, I, as I said, I've had a number, number of different guises over the years. Uh, you know, lived in different been very fortunate to live in different countries as well. Um, and for me, a lot of what I was doing never really felt right. Um, you know, I was an international. I was a travelling salesperson oh, wow. for, for a number of years, yeah. uh, but it, did, it felt like I was living in someone else's body. Um,
0: so you were the guest of your own self?
1: In a way, that's sometimes how I felt. I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed doing it. It was wow. fantastic. I, I mean, I like selling things to people, especially things that kind of give people joy. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, as a salesperson, that's, that's what you want. You want to be able to improve clients or people's lives. Um, but it never really felt like it was me. Uh, and I, I very much felt that, like, I wanted to present myself and my own thoughts to the world, and therefore that's where the idea of moving into film came from. But you know, interesting. When I was younger, I was I was a model, so <laughs> <I'm laughs> you're a model. Retired. You can
0: see that, so John. Is a social well,
1: model. It's just the good lighting in here. <laughs> a it's British a good model. Yeah. And yeah. um, so you know, it was funny. So I was in front of the camera, yeah. and a little bit of acting as well. Um, but. As much as I enjoyed it, yeah. I really did. Again, it didn't really feel me. I needed to use my mind a bit more.
0: Yes. So, of course, there is a big difference between acting and being a movie director. But don't you think it's the best to be an actor first and then being a movie director? As you can see, both perspectives.
1: Uh, I agree. Yeah, totally. I think it really helps to get the... You know, as, a, you know, as a director, Yeah. it really helps to make sure that the talent yeah i don't mean to use that word lightly but it's true that yeah everyone's got their own (laughs) talents talent yeah Um, that they you're getting the best from them that you're making them feel as comfortable as possible that you're with them in the experience that everyone you know the production team everyone is doing the best that they can to elevate the final product yes i think it's really important i actually the thing is i never went to i never went to acting school but the one thing I, i used to do was a lot of the ad lib classes that you like you know improv classes that you can go to because i think it's really important to like keep those cylinders in your brain firing so Absolutely. you're always on point and you're always you know you're you're utilizing your, your emotion you know your but I, I don't like the exercises and things like that i prefer to freestyle a little bit so with, with which, what do
0: you mean with freestyle
1: so i mean look, I'm to I'm, get crazy well no rules well, that's improv. So okay. you know, with, with improv, yeah. you could get a teacher that says to you, you're all standing in a room you've never yeah. met before. Yeah. And then the improv teacher says, okay, guys, now can you act the colour yellow? <laughs> and so, you know, you've got to like just say,
0: oh okay, my God. now be a
1: peach, <laughs> like that. Now be a giraffe. So it's almost going back to what you were as a child. So yes. To speak. And it's really important, especially for creativity, that you, as I said, you sort of fire those elements in your brain up you know, that ad- adolescent mind could yeah. still were.
0: Also, it's not easy sometimes to get so creative. So they push you this way to be even more because it's not easy to represent a colour, I suppose. Right. So they tease you in a way. It's like a teasing. Is a that... no. no, I don't think it's teasing.
1: I-, I think what it is, it just gives people confidence. Okay. So, you know, it's not just actors that go there. It's You know, it's people that, you know, feel that they need to be able to, you know, hold themselves higher, you know, in in society or in their business. Yeah. Or, People that are learning English as a second language as well, you know, it's really important. You know, again, just gives people confidence Conf- to be amazing.
0: So they, who they, they give are. you confidence. It's so true. Acting yeah. is one of the best ways to become confident and mm-hmm. empathetic, and to really to accept your own personalities. Yeah, you re- you discover so much about yourself while I you agree. act. I agree. I agree.
1: I actually think everyone,
0: just like everyone, I believe, can paint. Yeah, everyone yeah. can
1: act. Actually, everyone can. But I think you also have a good team of people around you working with you and i think that's really important it's a two-way it's a two-way process that, okay. that's what it is
0: absolutely and so um what's your favorite character okay before going to the the other amazing questions that i prepared for you do <laughs> <laughs> <Being
1: grilled, so laughs> be
0: careful be careful what i say yeah. Yeah. which was your favorite character when you were young when you started acting which was your favorite role to interpret it? Okay. Well I never really did acting
1: full time but that okay. But I mean I, yes well, at
0: the beginning which was your favorite character as a movie director now I'm very curious.
1: Yeah I mean I, obviously I, I you know I love the classics from the, the classics. 80s you know late 70s early 80s obviously you know the Spielberg and Lucas. Oh the best. They are Cameron so obviously you know Star Wars I was obsessed with I would obsessively watch Star Wars. Me
0: too I love it. Oh really? Yes yeah, Star okay. Wars is so magical it's actually oh. So unreal and surreal, but surreal at the same time.
1: No, I know. I love it. And also, but the good thing about Star Wars is that actually the, the plot lines fall into a very uh, traditional way of storytelling that goes back, you know, millennia, since, you know, the Greek classics. Yeah. Um, so um, one of my, uh, yeah, I, again, a fantastic book is by uh, an American, uh, I think it's, he's like behavioral sociologist and psychologist, Joseph Campbell.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. and, he,
1: and he did a, a, a whole um, series about myths you know, and and the logic behind myths and why we have them in society. And and he, he sort of created this sort of chart which you can follow through. And, and all of and all of like the beats and plot points of the majority of films all follow all the successful ones, all follow this same outline, but wow. obviously told and done in different ways. So Star Wars does that really, really well. And that's probably why it's, you know, we're still making those types of films today.
0: Many people have have been complaining about uh, the new Star Wars. Don't you believe there is a big difference? But still, they keep the magic of the stories and the characters are always so funny. Oh and so. gosh! Because <laughs> oh, it's like
1: really untoward here. Because you know, Disney, if you're out there, please take me. I'm ready. Um, it's not. Oh, how long have you got with this? Um, I personally, in regard, well, if you want to talk about the the three main films from the Skywalker trilogy that have come out over the last ten, I years I just or want so, to know your
0: impression because now we have to talk about your amazing projects. Okay. I, but didn't like very cool. I didn't like them. Ah, did I didn't like them. I didn't okay. like the new ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Disney, please Done. work with me. I'm here. I'm, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> John is very honest. I <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. I have to be.
1: I think Disney know that as well, though. I think that they've realised that. I mean, just the last point on this, I think for me it was the script. and the the structure of the story and it was sort of like pulling in lots of different threads and it just felt like a mess to me i needed to keep things a bit more simple and also i felt at times it took itself too seriously and the humor wasn't on point that's it i'm gonna say i'm gonna move on from there
0: amazing the script is so amazing i agree with you it's magical so uh the other question for our amazing movie director Jono is... So, my hair's
1: getting larger, so, sorry to drop. <laughs> Don't worry, that's you a,
0: look great. That's
1: my hair gel just before, <laughs> before this interview. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you usually look for perfection along your works or is it perfectly imperfect the right answer for you?
1: I think I pre- I do prefer perfection, I'll be honest with you. Perfection. Okay. But... That comes with a caveat in regards to nothing is ever perfect, yeah. and I think it comes to an extent that, especially in the editing process, where you could do so much now with, with technology. You know, if you want to, you know, take out this this rose, you is that a rose, I think it is. You it could is. take it out digitally. You know, you could you could you keyframe and whatnot, and you know, take the you know, just keep the stem there if you want to. And That's what I'm saying. So you you really go down so many different rabbit holes in regards to the, the post production editing process that you don't know when to leave alone yeah um and things do they do annoy me but whether anyone else would notice notice what annoys me yeah well that's much to be decided you Absolutely. know so does it take away does it take away from the storyline is it so distracting that that you know that you'll, you'll miss the, the the part of the script or the, the plot point or something you know that you should you should be focusing on in on that's i think the most important thing so it's it's a give and take
0: it's a given take i'm still learning that Absolutely, but sometimes imperfections can look perfect at the same time because we don't like things to be perfect all the time. So, would you say that a movie maker should be less um, focused on perfection and more focused on to let it, on letting it out, or would you say that perfection is one of the main characteristic of making a movie?
1: I think it's, it's, it's whatever it needs to get you there to tell the story. You know, I mean. I sort of disagree about saying that people don't like perfection because there are directors, Wes Anderson is a fantastic example, that's the same with Kubrick, who love to use symmetry. And, you know, symmetry is very pleasing to the eye. And, you know, they spend a lot of time to sort of create those shots. Whereas then you have sort of more uh, grittier uh, directors that want to focus on that sort of kitchen sink aesthetic, you know, where everything's sort of already in its place. And, you know, almost more of a documentarian way about creating a film. Um, I think for me, though, I just fall more on the the pleasing to the eye. You know, first 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 bite is in the eye, so so they say.
0: Yes, we yeah. like it.
1: Yeah, don't yeah, that's my, that's my that's my that's my motto. Put that on a T-shirt.
0: Amazing. So, Johno, um, as a movie director, uh, you love feeling connected to people. So, I'm very curious to hear your story about the last year during COVID, because uh, as a movie director, you need to feel connected. You need to explore. People just to also to get inspired in mm. a way. So, how did you spend all this time alone? What did you do?
1: It was tough. I'll be honest with you. I, I think for everyone. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not used to our lives being upended Absolutely. and we're to yeah. told that you can't go out the door. So, a lot of that time, <laughs> um, I was climbing up the walls. Uh, but you know, as I told you, I did actually unfortunately fall sick with COVID. I was in bed for ten days. You know, you couldn't breathe properly. I, I remember
0: really. your bad experience with COVID, but you've been very strong and actually after one week you're fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine with that. We're going to get semantics <laughs> of that. But yeah, um so after <laughs> dealing with that, after keeping that yeah, you know, after COVID keeping you busy. Yeah. Um yeah, I sort of had to sort of pick pick your life up again and sort of retain focus. I mean, yes, it's very difficult to keep that that creative momentum go, you know, to, to really keep that train to, moving yes. without being inspired, without being around lots of different people, without that physical connection. You know, I feel very lucky that we are here today. Yes. Talking with each other in a physical presence rather yes. than over Zoom. Uh, yes. Because for me, maybe I'm a bit old school, but that doesn't do it for me. I need to be able to pick up on people's nuances. You know, there, there's lots that there's lots of unspoken language that isn't just verbal. And uh, for me, looking through that on a screen doesn't really have the same impact. Um, so in one sense, it was good because it, it did allow me to sort of knuckle down and focus on some projects that I, I had in the back of my mind. I was very thankful that I had that. You know, the problem was, was well, you couldn't, really, you couldn't film. So, that's, so again, so half of my job, I'm not able to do it. And therefore, you can't, you know, commissions, there was no budgets. So yeah, I thought it, it was very much, yeah, I it didn't want to a, go back to that period, but yes. yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sure, uh, of course, because I know you already, I'm sure you have been writing a lot about uh, future plots or, or about ideas, so maybe it was the best time to focus on, on your ideas or on your inner creativity, mm. instead of focusing on actions.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, look, you have to keep positive, right? I mean, yeah. I, that, that's it. I mean, I, you know the old adage of everything happens for a reason you have to sort of when you're in that situation you have to firmly believe in it and um i you know look i mean in one sense that it was a comfort to say look i've got a roof over my head you know majority of my bills paid <laughs> you know I, I had food on the table those are the most important things yeah you know so the, and, and then from that onwards yes the motivation and to be creative and to knuckle down and focus is certainly the next important thing.
0: Yes, actually, we have been learning along the last year to to motivate our own selves without the you know the need of feeling motivated by others. We have to be able to motivate our own selves. Only you can do it. Only you, you know, can do it. People really, help us though. Well, people that, help us a lot. They make they make it easier. They make it easier. They make it easier.
1: Yeah. But it's just like everything in life. Really and truly, it's all internal. You have to do it yourself. And you have to keep pushing and you know keep whatever it is keep cracking at whatever you're going for keep on at people as well i think that's really important something that i have to face people don't get back to emails that yes. drives me absolutely insane <laughs> i can't tell you because i'm always someone that does you know whoever they are wherever they are if, even if i'm busy eventually i will always try and get back to them i think that's really important and this is really interesting again you know you're talking about you know, being you- isolated so yeah
0: Please, John, no, because you motivate so much people with your projects. That's actually one of your goals. Yeah, well, so- we
1: and to pay people as well, and to pay myself. I mean, yes. I That's really important. Obviously, uh, obviously. If you do a job, you do it well, and you should you deserve to be paid for it, or there should be some sort of credit, you know, in regards to, you know, you, you can feel progress. That's really, really important. So, yeah, I think you've got to pick yourself up, pull yourself up, and also pull everyone around you and make that sort of a communal effort. That's the only way.
0: Amazing. How do you usually, of course, uh, one of the reasons why you create these beautiful documentaries and movies is because you want to spread your messages, you want to motivate people, and you want to also touch very delicate topics that we're going to go through now mm-hmm. together. But um, what's, we really need to inspire people. How do you, would you motivate people around you as a movie director, as an artist?
1: Well, as I said, they yeah, also have to put themselves in a position. Yes. So for instance, for the, which we can talk about the short film that I've just, finished, uh, thankfully, Um, with uh, Dell, who, again, I've known for a number of years, and he's a fantastic trained theatre actor. He hasn't had much experience in front of the camera. Um, And again, the opportunity came about to create something. Uh, And, you know, he again, he put himself in that position. And what I asked of him to do, he took to that 129%. And and again, I think that's really important. You know, I mean, he really stepped up to the plate. And, uh, you know, I had the guy working basically half naked in a freezing <laughs> car park and then got him to smoke three cigarettes. Oh my God. And then made him do a love scene for two hours. You know, the poor guy was shattered
0: afterwards, as he <laughs> would
1: be. Or would try to retain a presence in front of the camera. I mean, you know, and all the rest of the stuff that's going on in someone's life. So, again, that's what I ask of people. And, and it works both ways. You know, I think hopefully, you know, I want to yeah. give the best to people. I want to make them the best that they can be as well and vice versa, you know. I mean I want to only produce work that is of a high quality and a high standard. I Amazing. Think really important. You know, it's to represent you as well.
0: So in fact regarding this journal, which kind of philosophy do you follow beyond your project movies? Does it change Every time you make a different film, or is it always the same? Because you're very, you're such a deep person. So I'm very curious to hear your philosophy behind your projects.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, so there is a differentiation, obviously, with the factual documentary stuff, which is more history-based, which I love. Amazing! It's,
0: I, I saw your documentaries. Thank very you. Impressive, very sweet. Really.
1: Thank you. Um, you know, again, that is telling a story, though. There is a narrative structure there as well, uh, slightly, slightly more hidden, I suppose you could say. But you know, there's a start, middle, and an end. Although sometimes always. Because uh, there can be think pieces as well. And actually, I find with factual documentaries, doing some more think pieces where it's not as a linear narrative can be quite tough, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, I don't enjoy that as much. But in regards to more of the, the, the films, um, are they all similar? I, I I think I need a few more years to, to, to work that out in regards to the question. Um, I mean, there's lots of external factors as well that you have to take into consideration. You know, we're doing any film. It, you know, if there's a client involved, so it's a, a brief. If it's a commission. If it's a commission, you know, I mean, there's you know, things that I wouldn't even think about, you know, before starting a project that the legal team of a company would start flagging and so say, actually, John sorry. can't do this or we can't have that so for instance you know this film that i I made called floating gold which (laughs) is for mcq which is uh the i guess the under the house of alexander mcqueen and you can see that online it's on youtube please check it out um please do uh there was a scene where one of the uh the characters cole (laughs) goes for a pee in the middle of the night right on the beach so you know you don't see anything untoward uh, you know, it's all above, you know, above the waist, so to speak. Yeah. Very um, PG-13. But what I did include was obviously the sound, the urinating sound. Amazing. And, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do, you know, if someone's peeing, everyone pees, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you have
0: the support behind, why not uh, well, be more creative? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, and they had it in there for a while and I'm surprised it was even in the script and they allowed it through. But then it came to a process, at a point where they said, sorry, Jono, we can't have the 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 peeing sound in so they the in didn't the film. Allow you? Well, they wanted to take it out, but I did a workaround. Basically, I okay. took the sound out, <laughs> so it just looks like he's just sort of standing there <laughs> in the middle of the night on a beach. Um, as to why? Well, I guess your brain can fill in the rest, right? Okay, yeah. Sometimes what you don't see in here, your brain can can uh, yeah can accommodate. So. Absolutely. So it is in there, but the sound was out. Oh,
0: but. that's right. Do you prefer? working under a commission or following your own projects and ideas of course it's nice to receive commissions because you know what you have to do, you create something beautiful for someone that is believing in you, Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's very annoying when they don't allow you to be creative as much as you want
1: um well yeah first of all yeah commissions are great because you, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you can see that you've got a budget that's a fantastic thing that's let's fantastic. be honest here yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it's important <laughs> and, you know, as i said earlier people should be paid correctly yes um, absolutely
0: and then um, also because of the cost behind the movie i, I mean really just... everything has a cost and as we said perfection
1: <laughs> this is the funny thing, because if you do. start looking at budgets, you think, God, it's a lot of money for that. But actually, when you start whittling down and you start going through the, the, the line budget, yeah. and the spec, suddenly all the, you know, you end up pay, having to pay them money, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, I, but
0: let's not talk about money. Bro. Sorry, you sorry. you have one of the amazing beliefs oh. that it doesn't only work, you know, with the goal of earnings. All these projects it's are course, made. Course.
1: Sorry, we can move on from, from that. So, no, money. it is Important. very
0: special no, because people are so scared not to get earned. You know not to earn enough money so they don't really um work on the projects they're dreaming of so John is an example of building things because he believes in it not only for the success of money but for the success of the final result
1: well, very, very flattering again very flattering um <laughs> going back to it, going yeah. back to your original question um usually i i tend to approach brands or channels and i'll have a concept that's already in mind and I do tend to leave just a little bit of, of room there that they, if they want, can have their own say or angle. You know, so it's always it's it's always it's, it needs to be a marriage, right? It needs to be a marriage between you know the creative or the director and say you know the company, the brand, and the channel. And um, and it's about sort of yeah that sort of me- medium that midway point. You know, at that very early process in regards to you know what do you expect out of this, what can I deliver. To you, yeah. how can we accommodate each other? I think that's really important. It's a symbiotic relationship.
0: Yes, sir. I completely understand. That. So, do you still build the connection with the, the the person that asked you for this commission, or do you just build the connection with your team as always? Do you
1: both? Both. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm very fortunate, and it's go, it's about what you are saying earlier in regards to working with lots of other people. Yeah, that you know, you work with people that are tried and tested entities that you know you've worked with them before and again you've got to start somewhere with, with people but then you know it's just like they need to give me a chance and i need to give them a chance but once you've sort of found like a, a good team a network of people that you can trust rely on um you know they'll, they'll turn up they'll turn up on, on the day on time or even earlier you know they're willing to give a hundred percent yeah and they believe in you and you believe in them those are the people that you need to keep and you need to do the best that you can do in order to make them as happy and accommodate them as possible as well.
0: Absolutely. It's like yes. a family. Working on a baby together.
1: Right. You know, I've got many babies around. Many babies. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, unaware. It's like I'm a like, baby. You take yeah.
0: care of him all together. Yeah, so that's family. the best way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think, you know, friendships are very, very important. Working friendships are certainly very equally See. important. And they're, and they're both, yeah. you know. A lot of people that I've worked with are now my friends. And, and I love that. And that's really important to me. You know, and, and again, I was talking about earlier about inspiring people as well. And I think it's really good to know that other people are doing similar things to you or they're going through similar circumstances and they can ask you for advice and, you know, and vice versa.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And now I want to tell our guests and friends that Jono, uh, one of the topics that uh, always li- lies behind his projects is mental health. So it's the hidden topic that he always brings it out because uh, it finds, finds it of fundamental importance to take care of our mental health. But it he doesn't do it. It doesn't show it as this usually people do. It shows it uh, going to the darkest point of it. So it shows with so much transparency what the, actually the real problem is. And in many projects, we can find this topic of mental health. So what's, why is so important to let people understand that uh, Having problems in our mind is not a problem, but we just have to be aware of them. Going through them instead of rejecting our fears, going through them, understanding them. Mm,
1: I think it's very important in regards to the media that you know the subject is as accessible as possible uh, and is open to as many people as possible. And I think as I say, I think that the medium of something like TV and film is really important in, in doing that you know it's almost like the new religion in a way i think so just like religion it taught people you know how to to navigate through their lives i think now it is the role of tv and film and, and as i said sorry within that mental health should certainly be a, a subject which needs to be yeah discussed certainly discussed um and done in different ways as well you know i mean I, my m- most recent short film that um you know forgive me father
0: please let's talk about
1: yeah, it. Is, yeah is about well sexual and mental health so there again that there's another underlying um issue in society that we don't talk about sexual health either um but uh, you know i think you know we, we all have sex it's all something we we, we go through uh and you know there's can be a lot of anxiety in many different ways in regards to that i mean you know we have a whole societies almost built around sex but the idea of talking about things like STIs yeah. aren't still really as discussed as much as they should be because they are prevalent, let's be honest. Yes, yeah.
0: sir, but people prefer to hide problems instead of being transparent and going through them. That's why I think a movie is the perfect um, way to actually to show people what what it is about.
1: Yeah, I mean look, it can it can be embarrassing. It can be embarrassing. Of course it can be, yeah. I mean, and so can mental health issues as well. and. Um, And I I think if if I can help people, you know, make them feel that uh, they are not alone, that they're not, that they're in this
0: kind of crazy dark sauce.
1: Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, my way about dealing with the world is thankfully through a creative entity, an element. Um, And uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I, you know, I like the d- idea about going about it that way. And for some people that doesn't work for them and may- maybe they need to go, uh, go about it in a d- different way. But I think creativity is very important to discuss this.
0: Even in, in mental me. health, so using creativity to discuss mental health because at the end of the day, we want to have a reaction from people. We want to get a reaction. It can either be bad or can be good, but the reaction is the most important. Yeah. And if something touches you, it's because something is going into your mind and you're curious about it. So sometimes yeah. people, they... Maybe they have prejudices about problems and fears they shouldn't. There is creativity even behind mental health problems. Yeah, so much creativity
1: actually. Well, you do have to be brave. I think you have, be brave. you have to, you know, you do have to step up to the plate and say, okay, you know, let's rip the plaster off. You know, let's just, you know, take a deep breath and just go for it, and you know, almost not care if people don't like what you do as well. I think that, again, that's really important. I mean, I've done for the last couple of years, I've done so many different projects some of which some people really love and other people really hate and detest. And then there's it's other, subtle. well, right, but, but you are not really taught that, in, you know, in, in school or when you're you're growing up, you know, that yeah. your creative output, you know, because also when you're making these things, you think this is brilliant. Everyone's going to love this. This is the best thing ever. And then it comes <laughs> out and you get that, that sort of feedback loop from people. Yeah, and then also internally as well, you have that as well. I mean, throughout the whole process. Yeah. Sometimes I've been on set and I think, what the hell am I doing here? What's going (laughs) on? What have I created? If I
0: was a movie director, I would say that the indifference would be the only thing that would bother me. Otherwise, even a bad reaction, I understand it because we have different.
1: At least it's reaction. Right, but at least it's reaction. That's what I like.
0: At least we have a reaction. Yeah.
1: Better than nothing, yes. yeah? Better than a muted response. Yes. Although, which I've also had. Yes. People just don't mention Yes, so maybe
0: some people don't get the messages, that's why. As a movie director, it's so difficult to really get them, bring the messages you want to bring mm. into the open because uh, it's so difficult. Many people don't read your mind. They don't read your kind of thoughts. So many people can have different perceptions. And so it's normal to have negative responses sometimes.
1: Well, I've had that with comedy and satire <laughs> You know I've gone about and and made things which again I can be very passionate about and again some people really love it and other people just can't deal with it or they just don't get it or they don't want to get it and they can say some mean things but it's I mean I'm not to say that it doesn't you know it doesn't impact me of course it does but I think again that's just part of the process you know not everyone's going to love you all the time hundred percent of the time and also it's the same with one's creative output whatever that is
0: so acceptance is part of it as a movie director you grow in many different levels uh,
1: constantly constantly yeah
0: so it never stops i mean because you're always in the moment in the scene taking care of your team feeling yes this creativity that has to explode all the time to follow your yeah
1: but i love that though that's the thing i love being in that moment then juggling with lots of different people i i you know i need that that for me personally that keeps my mind worrying you know and i and again i do that to my best of my ability the best i can give you know that's where the energy comes from Um, and again there's different types of energy especially in the in creative realm yeah uh you know so if you're sitting at home i mean bear in mind also like writing film scripts for instance or briefs you know that's a very solitary experience you know i've never been someone that's ever really written a script with anyone before and i don't know if i can or if i'd really want to but there is also that time where one has to be alone and sitting in a room yeah trying to knock something (laughs) out for hours on end staring at the screen you
0: know
1: the famous mindful silence right i've struggled with that
0: what's the meaning of your last project called
1: Right, so it's called Forgive Me, Father.
0: Forgive Me, Father.
1: Yeah, and it's about uh, a man in his late 20s, uh, early 30s, not distinguishable, definable there, yeah. as an age. And uh, it's about him having multiple casual relationships with, you know, many different people. I leave people as uh, as the word there. Yeah. Uh, because again, I didn't want to define the sexuality. I think that's really important there. Um, yes so but it's also about the fact that as much as he lusts after you know people men and women uh he also has thoughts of anxiety in regards to his sexual health and he is concerned and worried that he might have something and he might be spreading it onto other people and it's the anxiety about that it's also the anxiety about um waiting for the test results to come through so obviously during covid and the pandemic uh people weren't able to have access to you know lots of different types of healthcare but certainly sexual health as well and uh they would therefore as a workaround send you uh, a test kit in the post and then you know you do the test and whatnot and post it back to them so in one way that's a good thing because obviously the accessibility was still there but only to an extent what you're missing is actually being able to go to speak to someone you know that, again we're talking about that physical presence yes and that connection and you know you feel like you're going there they can you know assuage your fears perhaps where you can speak about certain experiences i mean again the good thing is in regards to sexual health clinics is that they can offer that service as well where it's not just about the testing it's also about the more
0: the procedure the anxiety before you, and after the
1: briefing the period, you know all, yeah. all, all, all that process that was gone dur- during the pandemic and so you know having these these anxieties and these thoughts and fears and, you know, during, during the lockdown, you know, you could feel incredibly isolated. So that that's what that's about.
0: Absolutely. Our mind and body are deeply connected. So as you, the message you want to spread in this movie is that uh, being mentally healthy is not easy. Um, everyone, uh, you know, as he struggles to find his peace, mind peace. So let's go through our mental problems with maturity, understanding that we are not the only ones. And so sometimes watching these uh, short movies, for example, can make us feel good because we can feel understood. Being heard during this uh, new generation and has always been is the most important thing ever mm-hmm. because it's even if we have a problem, if we are hurt, if we have, if we have been hurt, it, it goes away. So these movies are meant to teach people and to tell people that uh, these problems, these we are aware that these problems are everywhere, and so they shouldn't feel so Hmm. guilty to feel this kind
1: of. I mean, also yeah, look after yourself. I mean, we're at the time now. I don't know when we're releasing this, but talking about releasing, yeah, the the pubs will be back open again. People will be intermingling. You know, obviously people, and we're calling it the summer of sin. You know, I'm sure yeah. people will, single people will be having a lot of casual sex. But also there's the other element that you, you know, everything needs to balance in life. And therefore, you know, you should obviously get tested. And also, yeah, you can have these fears, yeah. these, these anxious thoughts. I mean, and again, not just in regards to sexual health, in regards to anxiety in general in right general, now. You know, yeah. I mean, as I said earlier, we're, we're going through an unprecedented time. You know, one, once in a century pandemic. Uh, you know, none of us have lived, lived through this and we're still living through this every day. And, you know, as you said earlier, mental health is obviously so important. Everyone has mental health and we also all need to constantly be working towards trying to keep that even keel. It's really important. And, you know, I, I struggle. You know, I struggle from day to day, from hour to hour. You know, I, I we all do. Yeah. We all do. I think everyone needs to be very honest and upfront about that.
0: Absolutely. In this case, last time, Jono, I did an amazing podcast about diversity. Diversity, Mm -hmm. as we know, can also mean perverse. The meaning, the old meaning of diverse is perverse, Uh because something perverse is something different, diverse. So people are quite scared of going deeper to to the meaning of perversion, uh, which is actually not scary at all. And so maybe some, do you think, don't you think that many people are anxious regarding this uh, sexual um, sexual activities or sexual fears, because they don't accept the meaning of preserved perversion even in their head. So they should be more open-minded. Mostly now that everyone is actually like going out of their gates, Uh uh, so they should uh, look at it with another um, mindset. There is no balance. Either it's something perverse or either it's something super normal or boring
1: are you talking about sorry sex and sex. behavior okay fine okay yeah. so are you, are you talking about um are you talking about sorry sorry are you talking about do you want to start the question again or <laughs> yes yeah yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Which I see. um john yes so we, we we were talking about anxiety uh, over sex
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of uh, sexual desires so, as we know, um, I've been talking a lot about diversity last time during the podcast days, which was very interesting. Diversity can also include the meaning of perversion. Mm-hmm. So don't you think uh, this anxiety, this sexual anxiety we have is because we don't accept the meaning of perversion of our crazy thoughts and crazy animal instincts. So if we should be more open-minded to feel less anxious?
1: Yeah, I think that is, I think that is changing. yeah, uh, I think for the, the younger generation, I think people are far more liberal and and willing and open to trying sort of different sexual desires for instance than they ever have before i mean i could certainly say you know living in, in new york as a single man <laughs> that um, i've experienced <laughs> my fair share of that um because again i mean it's quite interesting actually in america uh yeah. you know I women as well i think they're very they're very empowered you know in new york and you know I think it takes a certain type of, of 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 lady to to want to live and thrive in new york and they're very independent so it's it's quite interesting for me because sometimes i felt like the uh i felt like uh you know how, how am i gonna define this
0: well
1: i felt like the prize dog you know it's like bloody hell it's, it's incredible i mean i, I love this I don't, you know have ladies coming up to me i think that's brilliant i i love that you know they want what they want they, and they, you know, they know how to get it and it's brilliant. And who am I to rebuff them, you know? Yeah. Who am I as an English man wearing a car at a bar? Yeah, uh, but, I, but I love that. I think, you know, it's great to be independent. It's great to be confident within oneself um, in regards to sex, you know? And, and there's nothing to be shameful of, of that area of, of, of life, you know, I think.
0: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, to be, yeah. Well,
1: dear I love that you're going to put me as a prize dog in New York.
0: <laughs> what about what a dog? <laughs> yes. What about all this uh, empowerment that women are going through? Do you think? Why do you think this is happening? Why women' behavior, women's behavior, is changing so much? Yeah. Over the last years, quite we cannot really see the difference anymore between the role that a man has and the, the role that a woman has. Do you think sex is involved? So do you think it comes from a sexual, yes, security, so a sexual uh, kind of yeah, um, strength that women have so they know what they want? Do you think do you think this security uh, in their behavior is coming from sex or not?
1: That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I think society, we still maybe have a little way to go. You know, I mean, there's always room for maneuvering to progress uh i think personally, myself like i've always seen women as the higher sex actually i've always very much valued them i i haven't come from that sort of chauvinistic mindset you know i mean also if you think about it you know the human brain is actually non-gendered to be to be fair there's no male or female brain or anything in between yeah um i've always found that very interesting it's a bit of trivia there but um yeah i know i mean look you know i I'm always fascinated by by women. You know, I, I I I love them. And and again, even
0: if they're super strong, like the...
1: everything, everything. I mean, they inspire me. I mean, th- thank God for women. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no they do. It. And actually, enough, something that I'm writing right now, and it is a full length feature, and it really is delving into the depths of obsession and love. And I'm also trying to be a lot more truthful and honest. Within myself as well as I become a little older, yeah. and you know, my my views are coming a little bit more formulated. You know, I've had a little bit of time on the planet, so I've been able to gather some ideas and thoughts together. Yeah, uh, and 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 but yeah, it's, it, it certainly is about that that yearning for the for the for the other half.
0: Yes, because actually, I'm just a just remembering that you're super passionate about the Japanese culture, and Japanese women are very very sexual, but they hide this strength, this empowerment. This, this power we were talking about um, before so what would you how would you is it because of the culture that of course they have different approaches but still mm. they're very sexual but they hide it as a movie director would you mm. look for a for a character as a woman as a sexual character would you look for a Japanese woman that is hiding this sexual energy or would you go for a your, your opinion
1: or... are you telling me a story here <laughs> are you telling <are> <laughs> me a film that <laughs> this is what's yeah. happening <laughs> how <you> <laughs> Well, I, just to backtrack a little bit. I yeah. think when I'm writing film scripts, I might have someone in mind, a character in mind. But like when it comes to the casting process, <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It's just whoever works, whoever uh, you know. Also, whoever's around. But uh, <laughs> you know, so I don't. Again, I don't want to define characters by okay. you know r- race. You know, I think yes. it's really important to keep no, an open okay. mind with that.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean by race. I want to precise it. But just okay. uh, culturally. Yeah. And, okay. Energetically. I was talking about the energy, which energy would you prefer as you, John, or yes. the director? Yeah. Which character, which kind of personality would you prefer between a Japanese woman?
1: Because you're really defining this, okay, yeah.
0: Or a, a European woman. It was, I'm just curious because we have very different sexual energies, we, we really, we open ourselves to the world in a very different way. Mm. So which kind of character would you choose? Because then I have a question for you. Okay,
1: but I don't think you could, I don't think you could define it, I think there'd be two separate movies. True. Oh, I T- and, and there'll be a lot in there That's true. Um, That's but true. Sorry. yeah no no no. but also i think so going back to japan you know i think it, it can be slightly difficult when we are from the western approach looking looking in almost yes. at, at japan and how they've uh, structurally built their society um Again, actually, I would say that, um, you know, Japan is a fantastic country, and I lived there for a period of time and worked there. You know, it was a fantastic experience that certainly molded me and and somehow the way I think as well. Uh, But, you know, they have a lot to answer for in regards to, again, mental health. Um, Mental health isn't really spoken about in Japan. You know, obviously, it has one of the highest suicide rates in the world still, and that doesn't seem to be changing. Um, And I don't think they have that openness in society that they're able to talk about, you know, mental health. I think, you know, it's uh, hopefully that's changing, you know, hopefully again, maybe again, the young generation, maybe with the access of the Internet. um, That's
0: why I think uh, media, in this case, movies are the best vehicle to give messages without uh, uh, offending anyone just to make things transparent.
1: I, I totally agree with you. I mean, the fact now that, you know, you can watch films from all across the world. It's like a tool
0: for the world to spread messages and it's fan- spread stories and magic. It's brilliant.
1: it's brilliant. It really is. You know, I mean, for me, the Internet is my university. Yeah. You know, without without the, without the higher education fees.
0: Yeah. As a, as a curious person, Internet can give you so much knowledge. Yeah. But you have to be a curious person otherwise it
1: doesn't really help. Oh, it's a whirlpool, yeah, yeah. you can get lost in that, yeah. yeah,
0: so many fake news also, so many fake information, so if you're a curious person, then curiosity brings you to the truth, because then you investigate, you analyze different, uh, for example, you know, newspapers, different, um, um, yeah. So how do you choose your film characters, Jono? Uh-huh.
1: Well, it's the story. So, again, it's the, the, the idea, you know, the idea would be like a kernel, like in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, it could be like a, a brief a couple of lines. This, this happened to this person then. Yeah. And, you know, I like to actually just sort of backtracking a little bit. I like to know where I'm going to start and how I'm going to end. It's really important to know the ending <laughs> and then everything in between that's workable. So, the story comes first. And then, yeah, within the story for me, the story, therefore, then dictates the characters. That's really important. Um, so, again, um, well, so the, the film that I were just speaking about, Forgive Me, Father. The last project. The last project, done. yeah. Um, with that character, it doesn't have a name in the film, although on the script, it's named Sebastian. Uh, but, again, actually, the reason why I did that and I didn't call call the character Dale, because, obviously, it, you know, it could have just been Dale speaking, is that I wanted... Able to differentiate himself from the character, I didn't want it. Again, you know, these are very personal issues that we'll, you know I'm, I'm talking about, yeah. um, and I didn't want him to feel too close to the project. There, I also, you know, I didn't want to, you know, uh, uh, upset anyone. or You, you wanted know...
0: to make it impersonal, impersonal.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think I felt for, for that film, I felt that was that was the right thing to do. um Although, you know, there are directors, film directors, that have made you know certainly a lot of art house movies where they keep the name of the actor as the, as the character name. Yeah. Which I find is yeah. quite an interesting way about yeah. going about it.
0: Because yeah. also it's sometimes,
1: whenever, sometimes it's like when you're writing something creative and you've got to think of a name for someone and you can literally be there for like 20 minutes going, are we going to call him Alan <laughs> or Adam? Or maybe I'll do a quick Google search for popular baby names of 1988. Or, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah. does it matter? Does it not? I don't know. So, but going back to your original question, yeah, Yeah. the story dictates and defines the characters.
0: Perfect. So, of course, you know, you are a writer, You become a writer, because a movie director has that many different roles at the same time. You are a writer, then you start creating the team, the technicians, all the technical things, and then you find the characters, uh,
1: You Well, usually I start with the script first. Script first. Script, that's really important. Yes. But, but, uh, as I said, because I've worked with Other people previously, before Uh, there's already a a team there of people that I can go right, guys, I've got this, you know, let's go, let's 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 do it, it. let's go for it. um, If I can, you know, again, sometimes there's projects that I have lined up or that I've pitched and I've been thankfully commissioned for, yeah, but it needs to take place in a few months' time or they're not ready to, you know, put the budget down. We don't need to worry about money, but there you go. It does, you know, the budget is, of course, one of the reasons
0: why you you choose it certain people and not se- other certain people uh, uh,
1: absolutely i mean the, the budget defines everything else as well you it's know sad, but well is- well yeah i mean you could always have bigger budgets right but that doesn't yeah. mean the film will be any better yeah that that short film that you saw was made on nothing you yeah. know made made on the, the good grace of, of people wanting yeah. to create something yeah so i mean you know if you could chuck you know a hundred thousand, that i would it be any better perhaps maybe marginally so
0: yeah and uh, Jono what would you along your interviews before you know making the movie you interview people you choose people what about if you fell in love with a character but then it's not the perfect character for your movie an actor yes yeah okay yeah I mean how would you do what would you do in this case if you really like the person but it's not the perfect personage for the movie that you are gonna that you're
1: working on. Yeah, it's an interesting scenario. Are you, are you proposing <laughs> to, be, to be an actor? Yes, uh, actually. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm um, going to interview, John. I'm going to
0: interview every movie I'm going to do.
1: appreciate that. Look, I think you've got to be very careful, actually. Yeah. I think you've got to be very, very careful. I think, you know, everything that's happened over the last couple of years, you know, with Weinstein, for instance, and all that. Now, again, I'm not in, involved in that you know, Hollywood, multi, I mean, I'd like to be again, multi-million dollar productions, but still that the same essence goes throughout anything in regards to any sort of creative arts where you have to have respect for people and also respect for yourself as well. Um, and so with the, the Floating Gold film that I did, which was released in March, I think, um, we were casting for that, when we, that was in the autumn. And I did put out a brief on lots of different casting websites as well. And we had like a bunch of modeling agencies send models that could also act as well. Cause obviously it was for a fashion brand. Yeah. Um, so we're looking for certain types of aesthetic there. Um, I, I was very careful to, to make sure that um, that people that were approaching me for a role, I wasn't being swayed by the fact that I might find them attractive.
0: No.
1: I think that's really, really important. If anything, actually fancying someone on set or fancying someone in any creative sphere can actually cause a lot of problems. Yeah. I'd rather not have to deal with that, if I'm honest with you. Um, you know, there's so many other problems that one has to deal with. Yeah. The idea of also, you know, having the hearts for someone on set is not something that I want to be going down. But yeah. sometimes, obviously, it can't be helped, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then I think just really respect for the other and yourself is really important.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is. Um... There is this beautiful project that uh, uh, is going to release soon, Jono, and uh, uh, along the the, another session, we are going to interview what uh, this uh, this uh, beautiful uh, character that Jono chose for the movie, and we are going to go a bit behind the scenes, asking uh, you know asking uh, people what they were thinking while they were um, acting during this movie, why this message is so powerful, how can 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 they interpret this deep meaning uh, during a movie. So we're gonna go all through that with Jono next time.
1: Thank you very much, I'm really flattered and thank you for having me, I really appreciate it. Of
0: course, Jono. I couldn't it. wait to interview. So um, we leave all the rest for the other interview because there is so much to say, <laughs> And Jono, thank you so much again. Let's say hi to our friends.
1: Thank you, thank you, hi and bye. <laughs> thank you very much for watching.